don't give. All I gotta say is Portland can Welcome to another episode of Sounders Scuttlebutt, hosted by me, Aaron Lingley, and your president of the Alliance Council, Cameron Collins. How are you feeling, buddy? We are the champions. I'm going to cut it there so we don't get copyright <laughs> strike. <laughs> sure, I would have caught it. Man, hell yes. And I... I want to start off with a cheers to our CONCACAF champion, Seattle Sounders. We're going to spend most of this show talking about them. So let's talk about what you're cheersing with. What are you holding right there? It is Ruben's Brews, one of the finest beer manufacturers in all of Seattle. Their Gorilla Juice Hazy IPA, which is the Gorilla FC beer. Now... This is interesting because this has been in my beer since 2020. My fridge. This beer's been in my fridge since 2020. This beer's been in my beer. So uh, we're going to open it and you really see how it tastes. Live experiment. Two-year-old beer. Sniffing mm. it. Sniffing mm. it. Baby sips. Head well, tilt. It's weird. It, <laughs> I don't like it, but it cut down the hoppiness of the IPA. It tastes off. It's bad. I'm not going to drink this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to drink my 
uh, hard gumbucha, June shine, hopical citrus from San Diego instead. Sorry, Rubens, I'll come by and get some more next week. Yeah, see, a hard kombucha sounds like to me it would taste worse than that, but that's just me oh, being it's, uh, it's kombucha snob. Brewmaster should tell us why that tasted so bad. I'm curious. This has grapefruit, has. orange, and pineapple, hops, green tea, cane sugar, and kombucha in it. So, like you said, it was sugar free. Uh, no, it's not sugar free. It's very light in sugar. Very light. Ninety-five well, calories. I also have a local beverage, but uh, yeah. I'm drinking Ooh. some champagne. I'm going to pop Celebrate. this bottle for our exactly. That's I actually wanted up. to. Uh, it's. Uh, I should probably say what it is. Domaine Saint Michel got a local. Was going to go with the Cooks, but that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get a, a local champagne pop, and I'm going to do the sound effect for you all here in a second. But I wanted to actually try to find a, a Burger King near my house last second to go get a crown. <laughs> just to wear it for you for when we win the MLS Cup this year we should get some of that Ferrari champagne that they have on the F1 um, oh the big the like jumbo mega bottles mm-hmm. yeah and then really we should actually we should actually douse ourselves in it mm-hmm. let's, let's do, do it, it. alright let's uh, see how badly I fail at this and let's see how watch your ears everybody oh yeah beautiful beautiful and a little bit of a... That is the sound of victory right there. Now let's taste it. Ah, I'm a happy camper. Nothing like champagne on a on a Thursday night. It is Thursday. We're recording, yes, a week and one day after. Uh, part of the reason is you got stuck in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Tell us about I... that. Where, why were you down there? I was down there shooting a documentary, and uh, we were only supposed to be there real short. Third, I left the morning after the uh, CONCACAF Champions League game. and then Yeah, we didn't get to party together. Saturday. Yeah, so supposed to be coming back, and because Alaska has a pilot strike right now, I got stranded down there, and I couldn't come back till Tuesday, so I had quite quite a time in New Orleans. You had like a, what, a $60 old-fashioned or something crazy like that? It was only 25 but yeah. It was an expensive meal. I, I The last night there, I decided to live it up a little bit and eat at this fancy Italian barrel, it's called. It's an Italian restaurant that I wanted to go to since I had been down there, and it didn't disappoint. $25 cocktails, not for me. If you love cocktails, I'm, I, I recommend getting it. It was oak. A, it was an oak-aged old-fashioned. So, like, they, they, they put the uh, bourbon and the uh, spices in an oak barrel and aged it. And then after it was aged, they brought it out and added all the other stuff, the bitters and whatnot. So it sounds pretty it, sexy. Yeah, I mean it was good. It's just twenty five dollars is a lot. Twenty five dollars. I I would be happy with you know I'm the guy who would rather go get seven dollar teriyaki than go to a fancy meal. So what year am I living in? I don't think we've had seven dollar teriyaki since nineteen ninety seven. Twelve dollar teriyaki. Seven dollars. I know that. But but yeah, I I you know it was a fun trip. I went to my favorite was uh, I'm such a nerd. I uh, <laughs> Papa Celestine, who's an old jazz artist. He has a song about Marie Laveau, who's the voodoo queen. And I listened to that as I walked the streets of the French Quarter and entered her store, Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo, and went past her house. So. Um, I was living it up voodoo style. And Rob Zombie has a voodoo store around the corner that's owned by the same people, so I went in his voodoo store as well. So it was fun. I got some voodoo stuff. Uh, my nephew, unfortunately, has been getting bullied at school a little bit, so I got him a voodoo doll of protection. Okay. So okay. Not, not one that he's going to stab and injure a person with. This is one that protects him. 
so the the, the you know it'll, it'll, it'll cast a spell over him to be safe. <laughs> Interesting. So okay, well you did everything to conjure up all the juju <laughs> while yeah, you were down good, there to get that good trip. But came back and uh, immediately the next day, you and I went into the U.S. Open Cup match. So uh, we've yeah, been we'll at two two home later. matches and uh, one away match that I don't really think we should talk about at all in the middle. No, I said we'll t- do uh, uh, when I asked for it. We actually we got a, a listener to send us a couple questions. Actually, we'll talk to Sweet. about later at the end. But I think at the end, maybe last twenty to ten percent of the show should be, you know, what happened uh, both in Dallas and we can maybe we'll give it five seconds. I mean, it happened. Yeah. So we, we should talk U.S. Open it. Cup a little bit because that I mean it, for it's, sure that was as much as that was a, a bummer at the end. It was still a fun match. Yeah, I had a blast. Um, great. So, yeah, let's, uh, one more thing of Scuttlebutt. Um, we are doing something kind of fun tomorrow. We have a date, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Am, am I your plus one? Yeah, you actually, you, you are my plus one because we Aww. got rid of Rich's plus one. We had forgotten that. So, uh, because his, his, a uh, better half is in New Orleans. She, she went there. Oh, right weird. And left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but no, yeah, you're, you're joining us and it, and, if you don't know about this and you're hearing it before Friday evening, go sign up because you can watch this live on YouTube and actually place, um, you know, not bets. What do you call it? When you you can raise your paddle and a put bit. in a bid on stuff. We're going to the Rave Gala auction, the, the Sounders uh, charity arm, and uh, it's, they've got some really cool stuff up for bid, including the Sounders van. You know that green and blue van. It's the low ball set right now is at a thousand dollars, but you can you can buy. You know it's going up. Oh yeah, I, I wish it needs help, right? It doesn't run very well. They need to jumpstart it and stuff like that. They but do. it's the same one that Brad Evans used to go around the city delivering beer and uh, scarves with. So uh, it's cool. it's it's super exciting. I wish I wish I could could afford that. Uh, I don't know what I would do with a broken down van in front of my house, but. Um, yeah, I'll be doing really dollar cool. bids on everything just to see if no one's paying attention and I magically <laughs> get something. But I, I'm just scared to end up like Joey from Friends and yeah. not understand what's going on and end up with a boat or a van. <laughs> we we did get a last not uh, last year was online three years ago back before COVID. We did get uh, outbid on everything that we bid on on the Alliance Council table. So we have two Alliance Council tables. It's super exciting. And then the next table over from us is another extension of the Lions Council because Jeff from the Lions Council and friend of the show, James Willard, will be there. Oh, cool. Saw James last night. That was last night, right? Yeah. I, mean, I... It's been a crazy anyway, week, man. It's been a yeah, crazy we'll talk about crazy week. Crazy week. Hard to understand everything that's going on in the Sounders world. There's highs, there's lows, and I think that's it, right? Coming off such an amazing win, it's hard to live up to that expectation the next time. You know, I remember... Friends that were in bands talking about one day they opened for Public Enemy and there was 10,000 people at the show. And next day they played in front of six people. So <laughs> yeah. it's it's the up and down of, okay, you, you become the first team to ever win this great championship. And then it's like, oh, now we have to go place Dallas. Like, yeah, let alone you won ugh. it, you were the first team to win it. And then yeah. you can't get any higher than that, right? No. Both for emotions and for, you know, history books, you can't get any better than that to then go to Frisco. So there's always going to be a letdown. And, yeah. and you mean Frisco, Texas, not what people call San Francisco. We don't want listeners mad at you for calling San Francisco Frisco because there's people that do that. There's people that call it San Fran. You're wrong. It's San Francisco or the city. Thank you. 
If you get mad at me for saying Frisco and you thought I meant San Francisco and you're mad at me, go ahead and unfollow me. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, just talk to your friends. Get them all to follow. Yeah, and then you can unfollow. Shout out um, to everyone also who came down to Flatstick before the match and hung out with us. That was fun. Yeah. No, that was just an overall. Let's start. Let's start with that, right? So um, yeah. it was a Wednesday. We met up at Flatstick, which was popping just like i'm sure every bar in pioneer square was and the streets were and the parking lots it was electric from the get and i was i, mean, I, was, I had nervous energy all freaking day i could not focus at work at all I had all my gear in my car in the garage at work and to you know get ready to superman and get the hell out of there and get down to the pioneer square meet up with you get some pints and see see the friends and man oh man uh yeah, where do you want to start, man? Do you want to start with a game? No, let's, I mean, let's just say there's a ton of people out, like you said, and uh, you said you were starting to get nervous at work. Is that where you're really feeling it, day of? Yeah, well, like, so I tweeted, um, I've I, I lifted my head off the pillow, and I literally, and I, this is true, absolutely, absolutely true, I wasn't just being, you know, like me, uh, head off the pillow, and I said, let's fucking go. And I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm not editing that out <laughs> because that's yeah. the word of the month right now. Um, sorry, children. Uh, parents understand if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I like felt it the moment my eyes woke up, and I was like, "All right, let's go." And got to work, and I just couldn't focus. And I have a <laughs> couple coworkers um, that are Sounders fans, uh, but most of the mo- they're not. They're kind of like TV fans, mm. right? They've maybe yeah. been to a game. They usually come to me to say, "How big is this game today?" I'm like, oh my god, you don't even know, dude. <laughs> All right, are you sitting? Let's go let's schedule a meeting. Um, yeah, I couldn't focus. Uh, met up with a buddy in, in, in Capitol Hill, and they have a little drinking club. Um, not like a bunch of friends get together. In, well, actually, they do get together in a garage, but it's one of the historic society um, hmm. houses, like from the 1800s, and there's like the servants' quarters garage house that actually Whoa. has been renovated into like a drinking club. It's really cool. I forget the name. Um, but he's like, yeah, let's, let's meet up real quick. I'm, it's, I told him I'm meeting you. So I just did a stop and go and he poured me a nice, nice shot of whiskey and we did a cheers and a fist pound and I just stomped downhill to meet you. And it was a beautiful, beautiful day for all the crazy ass weather we, weather we've had this month yeah. and last month. Right. And I, I saw the forecast and the forecast said it was going to be 60, 61 at game time with partly cloudy, no chance of rain. I'm like, Ooh. We're going to get some photos. And sure enough, there someone tweeted out a photo of the skyline, a nice, sexy blue, to kind of maybe influence a future kit of some sort, maybe with some little sparkles on it to represent the, the lights from our camera phones. Uh, mm, mm. An idea. Uh, you heard it here first. But yeah. Well, we're, so. all, we're already designing the 2024 kit, so may, maybe 2025. <laughs> Well, just scrap 2024 and come up with my idea. I mean, James Willard likes it. Stephen Fry's <laughs> all about the, the, the lights at 74th yeah, minute. I'll throw it out for 2025. Okay. And then just hyphen Aaron. We'll just have my signature at the bottom. Mm-hmm. At the bottom where Jimmy's was. Exactly. We'll just replace it. Jimmy, Aaron, same, both locals. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's just everything lined up for an absolutely beautiful day. And that might, yeah, my nervous energy just told me something magical was going to happen, right? It didn't. It felt like 2019, and something mm. magical did happen. Mm. So, um, how did how did you wake up that day? How were you feeling up until I, you know, kickoff? 
I'm not a morning person. And so for me, it was more like I got up and I just had to go through my day. I had to be there so early. Uh, the game, what time did the game even was? Was it a 7 p.m. start? Is that right? 7, 7.30? Yeah, so seven, I... 7, because they seven, wanted us in yeah. at 6 for all the pre... I had to be down at the stadium at 11.45 a.m. to start oh. doing stuff. So I got up. I got down there. Um, I had to go be on Como News. So I, I was on several different Como News what? broadcasts. Yeah, well, they, you didn't tell me any of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Suzanne Fan came and interviewed me. She She's interviewed me in the past for Como. So uh, she she texted me that morning and was like, hey, can you come like 15 minutes early to be on Como? And so I did that, and that was super okay. cool. Later, walking Pause. out, actually. Pause. Yeah. You went on TV, and you yeah. didn't let me know to come sneak in and photobomb or interview bomb this. <laughs> you were not down there yet. You were at work. Oh, I would have left where I wasn't even ready. I have a chance to be on TV. People need to see in my the, face. In fact, friend of the pod, Nicholas Biella, was on with Q13 later, and I could have hopped on with them too, but I was like, I was already on with with Como. I don't need double action today. So, And they actually asked me enough questions that they put me on two different broadcasts that night is what I heard. So um, it was it was fun. Um, I always, I, I you know, Como is an interesting thing for me. It's owned by Sinclair. I don't like most of what they do. My cousin is in charge of their advertising, so I like that part of it, buy ads from him. <laughs> and uh, I like I like the reporters, right? Because they are not Sinclair. They are local people trying to do what the best they can under those conditions. So, um, except for the guy who wrote Seattle's Dying, we're not, I'm not getting political, that's all I'm going to say. So, on that, went inside, can't really talk about what I went inside for. Took you're an hour a, or two. Are you wearing a Steve Poole t-shirt right now? I, I make it rain. It says, I make it rain in Steve Poole, that's right. <laughs> That's right. You, you, that's for the locals. <laughs> that is awesome. So so we go inside. Um, I can't say anything about the meeting. Uh, it was so secret that not only did I have to sign an NDA, they took away my phone and turned it off, except for I didn't turn in my phone because I didn't know when I was emailing a student back and they and they came and took it from me. Oh, so, snap. Uh, it was, that's how secretive this meeting was, but I'll just say... Uh, the future of the Sounders is bright uh, off the field, so that's that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm well, I could have told you that it. they can interview yeah. so, me too. So I still wasn't feeling it though, right? Because I had to get down there, I had to be on the news, I had to go to this thing. It wasn't until I walked down the steps of Flat Stick and it was into my normal game routine. Because I set up right mm-hmm. after that, I, I set up way early. I usually set up three hours beforehand. So we were at Flat Stick super early. Me and Nicholas Biella walked over there and. As I walked down those stairs, that's all of a sudden when my heart started to speed up, and I went, "Oh gosh, we're here!" The butterflies. This, this is the biggest game. Like this, uh, you know. I think because it was a weekday, it wasn't quite the vibe outside as it was, say, before the MLS Cup. But to me, this was a bigger game for the, than the MLS Cup. Oh, for sure. And also, I think it showed on the field, right? The MLS Cup. The first half was rough. Like watching that first half at home, like we didn't show up. It wasn't until the second half we showed up. And this one, it felt like something other other than the early injuries, which was real painful. Uh, no pun intended at all. Uh, I mean, it was hard to watch. In uh, losing JP for the rest of the season, it felt like we went in on fire from the beginning and really got our footing quickly and wanted to win this thing. So well, I was so let's, nervous, but let's start once about, I saw how we were playing, it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's start talking about the beginning so who, of that match. Who, the right? first injury, knew who. Knew who was the first one, right? Yeah, that karate kick to his quads. 
Um, yeah, that was kind of crazy. It was in front of me, so I didn't see it because it was all the way against, right in front of the bench, and so the bench was blo- the the road bench was blocking my view from where I watched. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell me what happened there? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was just. I mean, he, I, I think he had the ball and was going down the side, right? I I think, or at least going towards a loose ball and trying to get there at the same time. But I think he had it, and hence this was meant to be kind of a a, a tackle. But it was incredibly awkward, uh, high swinging. Like it, it was like was who was it? Patrick Iani who had the goal of the year, or goal of the week from like ten years ago, the scissor kick. Mm-hmm. You remember that? It, it was oh, yeah. it was something like the why are you swinging your boot that high? The ball's not even up there, right? Um, and just got him right, just horizontally across both both quads. Um, most impact on the right quad. So I think it was just such a bit like a dead leg contusion. So it didn't look bad in terms of oh is Nuhu going to be available for the rest of this match? Let alone is right. next week or is this a long term? It looked like he might be down for a little bit, but I think when you get that dead leg, especially in your quad, I mean that's like one of the most important muscles of a mm-hmm. soccer player, right? Um, right, and he played. He played. What, he kept playing later? for about what five more minutes. Yeah, but I mean, he came back. He played last night, so he wasn't, yeah, yeah, he wasn't yeah, like he yeah. was hurt and was yeah, out. Yeah, and we so. all know that he's he's fine, right? Right, but, but, but yeah, at, at the, the time, time, there was some concern. Yeah, it's, like, he's just, okay, he's down for a while, it's new who usually gets back up and, you know, his flailing self, but after about five minutes, you could tell he was laboring, and then he just went down, right, and just said, okay, this is, this is I'm out. Um, so I was worried more about the impact of the game than his health, because mm. it, you know, hit the big, one of the biggest muscles in his in right. body. And, and, and that's a that's a MLS Defender of the Year finalist right there. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he was actually in it at the end because maybe he was hurt towards the end of last year, but he when he was playing, he was one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, and he will be this year, um, mm-hmm. at least at this point. I mean, I know we've been kind of in MLS, but I mean, everyone knows that's, that's the all most we got now, game. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I wasn't, yeah, really concerned about that. But it, it, it was just kind of a verily, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, that's not, especially midfield, sideline, this is not necessary. Just just try to shoulder or muscle, which people are right. probably afraid to do with Nuhu because he is, even though he's not, he plays like he's 6'2". He's only like 5'10". Right. What was interesting is even at that point, that was like eight minutes into the game or something, They were the other team was already diving. And I think it was to draw fouls, but it was like, why are you diving in this game at this moment when you need a goal, right? It's 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 one thing. They weren't just diving into positions where there would be a dangerous shot. That makes sense if you need a goal. But they were diving mm-hmm. all over the field, pretending like they got fouled when they didn't. And the ref wasn't calling them. Which I appreciate because yeah. they were trying to conquer calf us. They were trying to get us out of our game. Yeah. Man, I have to say, <laughs> delicious champagne or mm. sparkling wine because it's not from the region of champagne. But bubbly stuff is not really the right stuff to drink it's when not you're doing a podcast. Soccer. It's not called soccer unless it's from the Seattle region of America. Ooh, that's good that's one. what I'm saying. But yeah, I'm trying to hold back some burps here, but I'm still we drinking to the success it. of our team. Um, right. So what, what did you think of our play up until the JP injury at the end of the first half? Um, wasn't stoked, to be honest. Uh, wasn't, I didn't think w- we were bad. I wasn't worried, but I wasn't yeah, stoked. Yeah, yeah. That we didn't we didn't look great, but but a little nervy, but we didn't look bad. We yeah, it was they, much better. They didn't than look good. They didn't look good at all, though. Like, no, like you were saying, yeah. they were they had a tactic that wasn't really the run of play, free play, beautiful game soccer. They had some let's disrupt to this kind of style, which mm-hmm. made them not really a threat. So I think it allowed us to kind of feel the game out, and I think it allowed us 
and we'll get into JP here, to get over those injuries, right? They weren't threatening us, so we could actually kind of figure out how to play with, you know, Kellen Rowe now on the field, which mm-hmm. it's a familiar position for him now. And right, then, like we saw night and day versus where he was the first... Motagua. Yeah, against Motagua, uh, and then and that was where it. he ended up. Really? I think that was really his only poor performance playing left back. <laughs> yeah. After that, it was all just steady Eddie and then the butt cheek game. And mm-hmm. then he was just absolutely, I thought he was absolutely solid. I don't know his stats. I don't really care about the stats from this game uh, other than the number three. Um, but he was absolutely solid and I was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I was just not wowed, but I think just the there was enough going on around me around the stadium on the field that it just it was exciting still right yeah you it feel? was interesting because pumas were just committing foul after foul right they finished the game with 22 fouls oh, yeah, and that's were... indicative of like they stopped fouling near the end once it was over so they were really fouling a lot early on i don't remember i remember it double digits to like four by halftime yeah yeah i think that's what uh the commentator said so what, just wild, and then and then we lose JP in the 29th minute. Gutted. Absolutely freaking gutted, dude. You knew it had to be MCL or ACL at the moment because it was a non-contact injury. There wasn't anyone around him. You don't go down in that much pain. Well, there's a guy on him. The real... But, but it it, was, he wasn't but it, hit, right? It, it was, was the, the guy didn't cause any Yeah, the guy didn't foul him. Yeah. yeah, there was no contact. He just cut and was done. And that's not good. And as we've learned since then, yeah. uh, he's missing the entire year. So, and it and it's MCL, sadly, not ACL, because we've seen some people now able to come back from ACL pretty quickly. But um, it's now happening. So it is MCL. MCL. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm no Ph degree doctor, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what it stands for, right? Ph double D. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I, I I didn't know that MC versus AC is. Much That's my understanding. Difference. I'm not, I'm not that kind of doctor. I'm a doctor Ooh. of law. I have a juris doctor. I do not have a medical degree. But uh, as Ooh. a juris doctor, I still have doctor in my name. So I'm going to go ahead and claim that I'm correct. Okay, we'll go with that. Well, at least we have Doctor Morris, um, who yeah. apparently I believe kind of specializes in this injury, which is great for his son, obviously. Um, but I mean, Jordan obviously is quite a bit. Mm. Was Jordan now like I am completely 26? wrong, by the way. My doctoral degree in law does not handle uh, medical stuff very well. MCL tears are typically easier to recover from than oh. ACL tears. The, the recovery process may have taken eight weeks or more with rehab. So that makes me think it is an ACL, although the initial reports were MCL. Um, so uh, ACL is six months or more. Okay. Well, we should get that right, <laughs> because uh, I want to know. Are you looking it up? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so, all right, thanks, Doc. Uh, but 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 it was you know it was it was hard to watch, right? Um, for people that saw it in person, I was in the restroom at the time, so uh, I did not see it. Unfortunately, Shay, uh, this is a good time. Shades of my dad missing Pele scoring at the uh, Kingdom because yeah. he was in the restroom. Yeah, that's a good time. That's something good to miss. Well, I mean. I've seen, and I don't, I, I'm queasy, wheezy um, when it comes to that kind ACL. of stuff. ACL. It was ACL. So I just saw the original tweets that said MCL. They were wrong. It was ACL. Okay. I thought it was ACL. Yeah. Got my hopes up for like 10 seconds. 
Mm. Well, uh, I mean, he's what, 30, 31? Yeah, That's I mean, different. he's, but he, you know, he's in such good health. I think he should be able to come back. Well, with Ozzy the right came rehab back. Rehab and, yeah. I'm not or, worried about it. It's hard for this year, but I'm not worried about it for long term. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy can come back from it. Well, I think he's recovering now, but he plans on coming back from it. And Ozzy's a lion, JP's a lion. So I hope obviously for the best of them, but actually weird is basically his replacement. <laughs> they mm-hmm. both get ACLs. Well, yeah, absolutely brutal. But let's get back to the game. Uh, yeah, let's and let's JP. Know, we'll come back to JP after this and talk about what we think will happen with him gone. But well, actually, uh, our listener question is about that, not so much Perfect. JP's injury, but what do we do now? So a little awesome. little we'll teaser for sure. So, so we have a goal, right? We scored a goal. We not only score a goal. Yes, we. we not it only was a handball. I'm not sure if I can't. I've watched that replay a million times. I can't tell if there was a handball. It was. The Sounders all called for a handball, and the referee signaled play on. So he did the right thing, called the handball, but let it play on, and that ball just went right into the goal. He he said, "Let it play on," and like half a second, it was handball to goal. Yeah, he, he put his arm... Like, if you watch the replay, the ref puts his both arms up saying, play on. Oh, and then, as he, that's happening. And then he just drops the right arm. <laughs> because yeah, because it goes says, in the net. the goal. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. But, yeah, no, it was yeah. a handball, but it, it obviously went, went in. Uh, I do want to say this is very reminiscent of uh, the MLS Cup 2019. The, the way this entire thing went. We didn't play very well. Now, granted, Toronto played well in that first half, right? It was kind of like, uh-oh. But then a deflected goal goes in. And then two more come in in the second half. Right? I actually don't. I don't think that cleared him goal. I mean, it was deflected, but I think it was on target. It was double deflected, it was so it counts as a goal for him. It wasn't an own goal. Technically, I'm right. We're just going to go. You with are. That, okay? It was a deflected goal, but it was double deflected, so it's Leardem's goal, no matter what other pundits try to say. We are don't the end all be all. We are the end all be all on Sounders, and we say that was a goal. This is true. It's called a button. Yeah. So that's right. I, I just found it very interesting that our two biggest games ever, right? I feel like 2019 was bigger than 16. 16 was the first MLS Cup, but it wasn't here. wasn't in front of our fans. There was something magical. I guess more magical to get that second star. But how similar they were to not play very well, get a not-as-pretty goal as goal number two. And I mean, goal number three still had a, a deflection moment off the, the post, but... The whole the sequence was fantastic. Um, what I liked about yeah. that first goal was they ran directly to the youth players that were mm-hmm. in the corner suite behind the goal, and that was just so fun led, to see. Red led by Rudy, as he went right there, yeah, because he is the guy. Even after the game, he was running up and hugging all the young players. Even when he scored his goal, Obed was the first one there. Like they, that he hug has a was special so connection. Yeah, they have such a special connection with Rui Diaz with the young players, and you can tell that he means more to this team than just on the field. Like mm-hmm. he is single-handedly like building culture in Seattle around and and Christian. I won't say single-handedly, Christian, all the players, but he is such a leader for those kids. It's just yeah. so phenomenal. I think, it, and I think a lot. I mean, Christian's obviously and Jordan aren't dads, but you know. Uh, Javi's a dad. Rui Diaz is a dad. Nico, obviously, we know is a dad. So I think that having some of our best players, especially when it's Ladero and Rui Diaz, actually be fathers, mm-hmm. you know, and and their kids play soccer too. They're on the same. They uh, <laughs> they're on the same indoor soccer team. 
uh, really? Who he is and, oh. and Libero's kid. Like, they have two kids that are on the same team. Yeah. So I the generation is Adidas under five cup yeah. is ours. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would be, too. So how are you feeling? We go into the half, up one nothing. phenomenal goal, broke, it felt like it broke the tension, right? One oh goal God, lead yeah. is obviously not enough, because we, we saw what happened down in Mexico, but we're up one nothing. How are you feeling at that point? So I, the tension was broken. It was more excitement and like, let's, I'm, my chest is out, shoulders are broad, let's freaking go, let's get in the locker room, let's get not not angry that's horrible uh but let's let's get focused that that wasn't it we need to go out there and do and counter punch all right we just landed the first one let's swing with a left swing with a right knock them down that's what i wanted us to do and i and i want to give myself a little bit of a flex here mm. in our last show which seems like forever ago which is really just a week and one day right mm-hmm. no it's almost 2 weeks ago that's crazy uh cuz it's after like one that's right. We recorded yeah. it, but then it didn't go up for a few days. Who who yeah. didn't score in that match? And then I said in our show, who I said needs to score and he'll probably get two. Rui mm. Diaz. I said. Thankfully, that. he listens to the show, so we exactly. got him fired up for it. Yeah. So you're welcome. That's everyone. awesome. I think his goals, and this is fast forwarding, but his goals and. Nico's goal. You could see how much this these, this fan base means to them, and how much they wanted to perform for us. And also, like when they came off together, when they were they had the, they were able to do the triple sub, both so of them cool. and Jordan off. They had their arms around each other. You know, it's like these aren't just guys that play on the same team together. Like they care about one another. It was really cool. And I saw it wasn't on the broadcast. I saw someone that happened to be sitting uh, club level, probably behind the bench enough of a height perspective to get a good shot of the three of them it was like waist up just kind of just before sitting down just the three of them smiling and talking to each other about mm. what they just effing did yeah and, and i thought that was really cool i'm glad they posted that i'm sorry i don't know who you are it was just a like i did a week ago but um i, I appreciated that seeing exactly what you just said um, yeah. The camaraderie, the brotherhood, that we just did this, and it's fantastic. And the fact that we went down two players so quickly and, right, lo- and, we're and able lost to the benefit. That. Yeah, and two lost starters, the benefit of the two, sub. Two players, yeah. Like, we had no other chance. That was our last chance to sub. I guess halftime we could have subbed. But, but you wouldn't want to, count. especially with what just happened. Like, uh, right. there was so, no reason to sub at halftime. Um, yeah, so in the end, like, the fact that we were able to sub three players that dominated that game off and have them get the celebration from the crowd and with each other and with the bench was just such a cool moment. And we're jumping around, obviously, but it's it's, it's hard to keep it all straight with how much fun that game was. I mean, so we have the we have that first goal. We go into the second half. We come out, like you said. Uh, we don't score right away, but we're clearly the more dangerous team. Yeah, we, we were in control. Yeah. We were in control. I, I had no doubt at that point that as long as we put something away... We were going to win. Unfortunately, it took 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> we did like, score to the 80th, but but like just to put it in perspective, th- they really weren't a threat. They had two shots that Stephen Fry had to save, and only one of them counted. Right, because mm-hmm. another one was a foul, and both saves right. were whoa, phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, it's Unfry. the reason why he won goalie of the tournament, right? Like maybe not. That's not the sole some... reason he was doing that in other games too. For right. that's why he got it. But he, he basically just said, "This is why I get this damn award." 
because yeah. it, it was absolutely if the, if a goal goes in, it goes one one, right? Get Pumas, yeah. Deneno, all kind of like, all right, let's go, let's take care of business. And when we've already felt like we were in control and momentum shifts, that could have been. Let's not talk about an alternate universe, but that could have been bad. So the fact that Stephen Fry stood up for the in the one moment he really really need to, he obviously had good distribution. I feel. He had some good um, direction on the back line. A defense played absolutely great as a whole. I think that is the understated um, commentary of that whole match. It was a shutout. Everyone's talking about the goals, yeah. but we had a shutout. They had one yeah. shot that we had to save. That counted, right? Like that's incredibly impressive when they had the the leading goal, goal scorer of the tournament on their field. I felt so bad for him after the game when he had. I, I don't like how they make the opposing players the whole the whole team watch as they the other team. They don't have to their, watch. Oh, they don't. I thought because no. they, they have to get their trophy, their their second place medals. So they were all out there watching. Well, don't they get? They they stayed after that. Right, but they they always they did. But I think it's a respect thing, right? Like, yeah, you have which to I stay. think is cool. They don't they don't they but, don't have to but, rub their faces in it. Yeah, but it's just how how it's done you know i don't so feel bad it's 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 all i mean he had to go up there and pose for pictures and stuff like that and then he had to pose with other players on our team for the single awards uh but but you know what he's a millionaire he's I, fine yeah he's fine he's, <laughs> he's gonna be all right he's gonna they're be gonna, right. they're gonna do well i mean I'm, they're, I'm sure they're in the playoffs really sad right? right now they're in the playoffs and and uh, uh, barring something happening last weekend i didn't i'm not keeping track of the mx league, league yeah. mx mechies playoffs so uh, what um, even up 2-0 I'm nervous that third goal goes in uh, 2-0 felt like we could exhale uh, yeah. third goal the roof came off and the second goal was the one that was just like this brilliant play it almost felt like they were being too unselfish I was like shoot the ball shoot the ball shoot the ball but they passed it twice and got wide open and, and Rui Diaz gets a second goal like that one, that was a crazy play because I think any of those three players could have scored, uh, but they wanted to make sure it was a for sure goal, and so Jordan passes it to was Ladero. it Nico? Yeah, Ladero and then Nico who passes had it over. absolutely beautifully touched outside the foot, Quick. just redirection. That it did, you know, remind me of going back to the 2019 MLS Cup. It reminded me of his touch to get the ball to. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Victor. This, this we'll say it again. Victor Rodriguez. Yeah, Victor, thank you. Uh, it's I'm too stuck. It, that was pre-COVID, right? So my brain doesn't go back that far anymore. It's the only but, it's the only moment in any Sounders match I've filmed live. Oh, that I, is amazing. I, I know. I still have it on my phone. I'm like, I, but, I, I don't But know, Nico's touch on that because it was, it was the same thing where he had a very tiny window and got it through. And he still had the stutter step by Rodriguez before he scores that just mm-hmm. sets it all up. But that pass from Nico, those two passes, even though they're opposite direction, completely remind me of each other. And Reed Diaz just kills that ball just right into the net so uh, again I'm going to flex again um, if you're listening to this you sh- I'm sure you've seen my video it's the most popular thing I've ever done in my life um, but I did and shout <laughs> out to not your daughter <laughs> my wife doesn't <laughs> listen to this um, <laughs> absolutely my daughter um, <laughs> second well, most popular not, thing well, you've ever done in your life popular is different than proud right but um, a shout out to more Sa- people. Yeah, shout out to Saturn she, got, Navy. she gets lots of likes. 
Yeah, Sounder Navy. What's yeah, up? that that dude and I are really just hitting it off, and I and I appreciate it because he said he wanted to do something like that, and I was like, "Go do it, man!" I was thinking about the same thing. He's like, "Well, I'm thinking about another video, so you go ahead and do that one." He, I give him a Hulk Hogan Randy Savage gift handshake. He gives me Bash Brothers handshake. Three days later, I bust out an every touch of Albert Rusnak video, which was painstaking. Um, it was good practice for for my pr- premiere editing skills, but I really want to give Rusnak almost not all the credit, but without what he did after, especially JP goes down and then you put a Obed Vargas on that stage, Rusnak needed to be nearly perfect in communication, in direction, mm-hmm. in his own movement in his defensive abilities that he hasn't really had to use his entire MLS career. I don't know what much what he did with Groninger uh, and Irid, Irid. Man, I can never say that the Dutch league. Eredivisie? Eredivisie? Sounds good to me. All right, Eredivisie. Even though that's not the accent of the Dutch. Um, Eredivisie! That's definitely not the accent of the Dutch. <laughs> but the fact that he basically... he's been practicing to be a little bit more practicing is weird he's been playing more defensive than he has in his career up until this point and he really had to mm-hmm. use that and if you watch mm-hmm. that video i'll put it in the show description but again you've probably already seen at least the two minute one which is just the him and the goals he's involved in yeah. all three of them he starts yeah. all freaking three of them and the second one he basically just owns the defensive midfield does a, a semi-pirouette gets it out to a rolled on who gets it out to the next rolled on who gets it out to a semi rolled on being Jordan Morris and all passes were perfect. The touches from Jordan to Ladero were perfect a hundred percent. And then to Rui Diaz, who doesn't have to do anything, but just slot at home, which he missed mm-hmm. that type of kick in the last game. Ladero also mm-hmm. had missed passes that could have been maybe not in that specific area, but there were passes where like, guys, what is going on? You guys nail these passes all the time. And they yeah. did nail them this time. And it was a, the most beautiful goal we've seen all tournament from our team. And it, front to back, it felt back like there, there's, this was the, them getting on the same page. Because there was a lot of times throughout this tournament where you would see the two of them running for a ball. And one would get there before the other one. And the other one may have had a better shot on the goal. But they both were just rushing to get there as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it was just so nice to see them the spacing, playing. the timing, everything. Yeah, just just to get it to get it together, especially because eight minutes later, we get that third goal where Jordan looks like he's going to score, hits it off the crossbar, and falls right to Nico. And what happens? Back in that buckle, baby. Shirts off. Keep that yellow card. Frame it. Right, like takes his shirt off, shows his name on the back of the jersey to the entire crowd. Like I love that so much that like. He, it just, you had to feel for Nico over the last, uh, you know, year plus mm-hmm. with his injuries. With is everything, this you is know. this it for Nico and the yeah, Sounders? Yeah, is he, and and then for him, I mean, I think this cements him as the is the greatest player in Sounders history. The and moment that's he hard pointed at his say. name, that was yeah. when it cemented. Yeah, like it, he obviously was one of the greats, and and we have so many good players, but um, and you know how I love Ozzy, but that was the moment that goal. And then that just being bringing us championships, you know, and this is a very which special is the most important. Deuce was so important to the status of the club and the play, yeah. right? Uh, just the quality yeah. of play, and but 
I mean, but he, he was injured it, when it, we won in twenty sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Even that one, and then in twenty seventeen, he didn't. Or twenty nineteen, he wasn't here. Yeah, twenty seventeen, we didn't do. I don't know why I said him at all. Yeah, but no, but twenty seventeen, he, he played in that game, but we were completely shut down by Toronto. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like that would yeah. didn't really mean anything, but but so a little update here on Sunday, May eighth. So just the next game, Pumas in the first round of the playoffs lost to Chivas Guadalajara four to one. So definitely a little hangover for them, uh, especially because Guadalajara then lost to Atlas in the uh, quarterfinals, mm. and then the semifinals are coming up. Uh, oh no, it's the other uh, leg two of the quarterfinals or two legs. So uh, poor Pumas, you know, thank you so much for the win, but I'm sorry they ruined your season and knocked you out of the playoffs. I say as yeah. I'm laughing. What what does this win mean to you? Literally everything. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was. It's the I've said it a thousand times. It's the most important game, and there's so much more that the, the ripple effect of this game, both being the first and the next opportunities that we have uh, with the club world cup where we don't know where it is and what it is man if it's in qatar we better come up with a make up make a pride kit just to shove it in qatar's face I, i'm <laughs> be so pissed i'm hoping it's country. in japan um, yeah you know the next one's that. after this i think there's one more because of COVID. they've moved it back to 2024 but in 2024 it moves to china and it's going to be an expanded tournament with three teams from Concacaf in it so this is one of the final times. This is the second to last time that it'll be the, in the one format representative that it currently is. Yeah. And the host. So yeah, well, it uh, means it'll everything. Be, it'll be cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Like this, my entire Sounders fandom, you know, from being a a casual fan back in the '90s of the USISL A League team, uh, to to you know watching them play a little bit in the USL in the early 2000s. Um, mid 2000s I guess to to now MLS team like this is the culmination of all of that the MLS cups were amazing obviously I love those I am a proponent of playoffs over regular season Table. all the time this is America the shield like I love the supporter shield uh Gorilla FC controls the short supporter shield when it comes to town like if we win it so like I get to to cuddle with it but it's not the same as winning the Super Bowl, essentially, or, you know, like winning the World Series. There's, yeah, like, there's something to be said about the best teams battling it out in a tiered, bracketed system. Like right. You, you NCAA have to beat, tournament, whatever it is. Yeah, you don't just, yeah. you know, you don't play the best teams a couple times a year on, you know, it might be a good weather day, a bad weather day, they might have a bad spell. This is like, no, let's get the pressure cooker of four weeks right. and get the, I, I totally agree with you. And I was worried. I was worried that going through this tournament, when we did, I would watch the draw live. We were going to have to go through Lyon. We were going to have to go through um, oh, Motagua, obviously, in the beginning, but we didn't know much about them. Yeah. But we were going to have to go through Lyon. They were likely to win. And then we were going to have to go through Colorado or New York CFC. Uh, you know, Colorado has our number sometimes. Uh, then we were going to have to go through another Mexican team, most likely. And then it lined up for a moment where we might play an MLS team, and it was kind of exciting. And then we get through New York City FC, and no, it's it's like okay, you're, the other side is both Mexican teams by that point. Uh, and and oh my gosh, just just to win this, to I, I don't know if I said this on the show before, but I preach the gospel of Garth. You have like, said it I like believe eighteen in, times. Yeah, I believe in Garth <laughs> Lagerwey. I think anyone who can 
sit down and listen to him talk, listen to his plan for the future of the team, listen to how he's going to build this team, you can't not believe in him. The people that do that aren't listening to him or they're not giving him a chance. And he has proved time and time again that he has a plan and it's going to come to fruition. Yeah, it may take a little bit to get there, but he got us MLS Cups. He's gotten this 16 years. I saw him after the game. I was like a couple rows back. He stopped and grabbed me and pulled me down and said, get over here. and gave me a huge hug and was crying. It was just like, thank you for all you do for the club. And I was like, dude, this has been your dream for 16 years. And he was like, I know. I cannot believe this moment is here. Like he was, he was on cloud nine and it was so cool to be able to see Garth after the game and, and give him a big hug and just, just be there in that moment for him for something that he has been dreaming about. For so long, since he got RSL there, mm. since he built up that RSL youth system, like he's now done for us. So this is hopefully the first of many great championships for us. Yeah, but hopefully just, we uh, just stay on this hill. <laughs> yeah, you have to go like, through Seattle to, to, to go to the right. World Cup. And now there's going to be more players that will consider us as a destination. Oh, MLS is getting a better reputation, but now, oh, you can beat Liga Emeki's teams? Hmm. Maybe I should come there. Well, we're, it's going to be a top, huge branding opportunity. We're the fifth power. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't power know these guys. Have us as fifth in the world. Fifth <laughs> in the world. Fifth in the world. I love power rankings this year, man. <laughs> Not ESPN. <laughs> but, uh, we're number one on... Uh, no, ESPN's the good one. ESPN has no, us as like number MLS one. MLS is the bad. Or the good one. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Although I think MLS dropped us down this time because they had us low. I think we were at like or, three after we won, but so, then we lost. Yeah, someone else from MLSsoccer.com did their own, and we they had us way at the bottom. So, they go to hell. Uh, it wasn't the official ones. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you don't consider the play that we're doing. Obviously, we're playing our backups. Like, And maybe this is a good time to mention we lost to Dallas, what, 2 nothing at yeah, zero shots on goal. We're like 50 minutes in, and... Deservedly so, we've only talked about the biggest match of our lives. Right. But it, we should probably start wrapping up because people are almost pulling into their work for commuting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we lost. It was mostly mostly backups, right? I think did Ariaga play in the or there was we had like one player I can't remember who it was that played in that. It was such a blip. I was still in my high they from the win. Who played? So. who. There you go. Yeah, because he came back. So yeah, yeah, that's it. And and it know, was so just disjunct. There was just right. no cohesion. Our midfield play is what really struggles, I think, a lot when we have just our backups in. And we saw it again last, last night, night. I was, in the U.S. Open I Cup. I was saying that. I think there's midfield- literally our team, our field team, created a circle from sideline <laughs> to sideline to 18 to yeah. 18. I'm like, where is the frickin' midfield? No, yeah, I mean, they were we were great up the wings. That was all our chances created last night. It was, it was awesome. That was a much better game. Let's just... Let's just skip the Dallas game. We lost. Yeah, we didn't get a shot. That's all we need to say about it, right? And but this game actually uh, had some. It was the cool things about this were back at Starfire. For it had been right. years. I think two years um, for me before COVID. So this is I. I wasn't married, and I definitely didn't have a child. The last time I was at Starfire, yeah. it was the Hanneman Chug of Beer match. Yeah, um, that that that, uh, that was the last time we were in penalties. Was that the last time we were actually there? That was the last time I was. It there. It might have been. That was the last time I was there. Oh, you were there. Yeah. Okay. And it might have been uh, yeah, the last time we were that, that was That was 2014. So we talked about this with Jackson Feltz from KJR last night who sat with us for the second half. Uh, and, and yeah, it was, it was a fun game. We had, some, we had so many chances to score. Their goalie is awesome, by the way. 
that guy. Like, if you go back and watch, like I, I came home. Like a little, oh, little miniature he, Street Fighter from the game. He was say he made some amazing saves in that game. He did. Uh, and I will say, I'm bummed we lost. Usually, I'm devastated a U.S. Open Cup loss. And how did we lose? We we lost ten to nine in penalty kicks keeper to keeper. in the eleventh round. So that should lead us to the one player that on social media right now. At least I think it's like fit. I wouldn't say fifty fifty. Maybe like seventy thirty. But that thirty is really annoying me because you know who my boy is. Mm-hmm. That's Leo Chu. Mm-hmm. This guy, and I actually I saved a tweet that I really appreciate that someone tweeted out because I'm out there defending the guy. Saturnavia is a number of other guys, but this Eric Kazoyan uh, at e k h a z o y a n. Look this tweet up. I'll read it real quick, but he has a link to f b r e f dot com regarding Leo Chu's stats. But he had that being Leo Chu. This is the tweet. He had 26 professional matches to his name before coming to Seattle. Then comes to Seattle amidst a pandemic in a new country, where he doesn't know the language, by the way. That's me. And he just turned mm-hmm. 22. So remember your mm-hmm. stupid moments when y'all were 22 and give him a break. And then he links the source. I, I really appreciate that. Kid doesn't know. Kid is is a parent, by the way. Doesn't know the language. Knows what one player that speaks a language that brought him over here. His partner mm-hmm. isn't here. His family isn't here. And he's trying to figure this all out amidst a pandemic. And he actually, last year, what we saw of him, he was a baller. I mean, he had moments of being raw, raw Brazilian talent, flashy. We had the formation that allowed him to play a little bit more than we've seen this tournament. But he he scored for us, got the, the archer celebration. He had some great passes and assists. He was good for us. Huge, hugely promising player. So for people to be dogging on him, because and I don't think he played that badly. Granted, we were there in person. Our first half perspective wasn't that great, but we were on his side, and he had probably yeah. the most exciting moments of that first half, which was terrible, in my opinion. We played. Yeah, we went down to nothing, yeah. right? Like it, it took it took two second half goals for us to tie the game and get it back into into overtime mm-hmm. and then penalties. Yeah, and unfortunately, he misses a penalty. The only player other only field player out of 20 field players to kick penalties in that that was right. the the only oh no they're 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 play they had one uh miss remember they had one save that's correct that's correct save yeah but so there, there was not, two that's two miss. field player missed penalty. But yeah you're totally yeah, right right he but, it, but he it, skied it was it. saved he skied it right he skied it and think about the nerves you have to be having at that moment like watching uh a 16-year-old step up there and nail... What were you doing at 16? Certainly I was not under the pressure of winning and losing an important tournament that could be your next... I, I, I'm actually assuming we get a bid into CONCACAF Champions League next year we by don't. winning it, but I don't know that. We don't. That's crazy. It's stupid. That is crazy. What if we win the Club World Club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Gosh, that is wild. That I don't so know, that, but I, I, I don't believe so. U.S. Open Cup is the easiest path as we know, because we've won it four times in the Champions mm-hmm. League. Uh, and so there had to be, he had to feel so much pressure. All of them had to feel so much pressure. And poor Leo Chu, like, he had. Oh, he was he, uh, he some... was sitting down for a moment. I don't know if he, maybe sitting yeah. down or crouching uh, while there was players walking up. Excuse now, me, I do want to say, it is the first time I've ever seen in person penalty kicks go to the goalies. 
That's the first time I've ever seen it ever. I know it's I've happened. Seen it on TV. I've seen highlights. I've, seen I've never seen TV. it live, whether it's TV or uh, or right. in person. I've never seen that live. Um, Stephen Cleveland, poor dude, misses the angry rebound that wouldn't have counted, but he still hits a crossbar. It's like, dude, you didn't have to open yeah, the so Chelsea, on your own wound. It just happened last month, uh, February 27th, when Chelsea's goalie uh, kept a, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but missed, missed a penalty shot and Liverpool won uh, in the, the Carabao Cup. So it happens, but yeah, it wasn't a great shot from Steph Cleveland. It wasn't far enough from left. It was an easy save. It's, but it's a crap I'm not mad at him. Penalties are a crapshoot anyway, which actually... Right. Uh, let's... Um, I, I want to ask you this one question, um, and then I want to get to our right. our listener question. Okay. Um, and I want to do one shout-out. Shout-out to Obed Vargas in the Champions League game. Just just shout-out to him. He played well all tournament, but in more specific early roles, right? We had a better 11 mm-hmm. as we ended. But th- to come in, not warmed up, and perform the way he did, spot on. Right. Amazing. Oh. And, and like I said, to make that penalty in the U.S. Open Cup matches exactly. is phenomenal right. as well at, at 16 years old. At it's 16. just, wow. Um, speaking of penalties, I said this to you while we were watching. It's like, they, if there could be a rule change, that's, you know, I, I would love uh, hockey fights in soccer. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. <laughs> that, would, that would shut up all the people that say they're weak. But, um, although probably more of a slap match. Um, if they could move the penalty spot to the 18, I would much prefer that than what is currently. There's a little bit more skill needed from the sh- the, sh- the penalty taker, and it gives the keepers more time to actually have something to do with saving it. They save it, and it's right. because want... they guessed right. If they could yeah. lean left, see then that they're going right mm. off the contact and readjust yeah. and have that quarter of a second, half second, which is all you really need as a keeper sometimes for how great their reactions are to make mm-hmm. some legitimate saves. Saves and penalty shootouts are more exciting than the goals, right? Yeah. Obviously, if they're your keeper. But mm-hmm. I think just, just these guys are talented enough without I think wall. they either need to do that, yeah. They need to do that or they need to get rid of the stutter step. Because even Sissoko's penalty... Yeah, Suzuko did the stutter step, saw which way the penalty, the goalie was going, did, and then just he, kicked it right in. He didn't in. do. He did a. He did a, like a, a how to round him up cowboy thing. Like he was like yeah. the dude, the dude. <laughs> he was yeah. standing but, over. But the it ball. worked. Like it worked. It, the, he saw which way the goalie was going and just kicked it the other way. So they they need so to unfair. do something at the international at FIFA level to to change how those are done. I think because you just. Whether it's allowing the goalie to come off the line as soon, as, as, soon the line. as he stutters or whatever, whatever it is, they need to do something. It's uh, and I like your idea. Great, we should. I'm, I'm for it. Mine is more radical, but if it, because it yeah. changes lines or dots, I should say. But if 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 you stutter, keeper can come off line. It's all fair game. If you run right up, they can't. But once you do a little stop, all right, I'm I'm going to step up or I can run up. Free game if you mm. stop. That, that, yeah. That'd be dope. Imagine the closing time of some of those goalies because they're so long. They could you could train you be... could literally train that you know just like yeah. how they do the wow. the um, the agility in NFL combine. I forget mm-hmm. the cone test, right? Stop, go, stop, go, left, right. Anyway, I just wanted to get those thoughts out. But here, let me read a at J underscore SSFC. That stands for Seattle Sounders Football Club. Mm. It's two questions, mm, two parter. So I'm going to read them both. And, and let you go with the first one, okay? 
Okay. How excited are you to see who steps up to fill the JP hole? Mm. And then second question is also, will you see a will we see a Chew Bruin Big Sam Sam Adidaron front three at some point this year? So why don't you start with the first question? Uh, first question. Uh, this is a tough right one. This is a tough one, right? Uh, I think Obed is a natural person for that spot. Um, You've seen the it. problem is you don't have some leadership back there then. Uh, in the same way, I think we have uh, the potential of Danny Leva again playing that position. We also could see Josh Atencio come back. He's been playing great. We night. saw him play last night. He'd be big a good boy. option for it. I did not know yeah. how big he was. Like I, stat, I you know, see the the roster in person. Whoa. Right. Six two yeah. maybe no, it was, 200 pounds. I would love to see them, but but I think we could we have the chance to to bring back Jordy Delem. You know, I think he's still training with us. He could he's his injury, you know, is close to being fully healed. Like he would be a great person for that position as well. But also, this is the luxury we have. We could remove Christian Roldan back there, put out on the wing, put uh Albert Rusnak and then, boom, you still have an amazing starting 11. Yeah, you're going back to a one DM of Christian by himself. If mm-hmm. you move Rusnak up. Um, I mm-hmm. think the more obvious one, other, well, technically, because we've seen it so often, is Obed Vargas. He, yeah. he's, he's, he's been he's playing so it. well. He's earned it. Right? right. I think he has. I think, I think it's unfortunate for Danny. I think it's unfortunate for Josh. But Obed has been so good. But you said leadership, and I think that's important because this is still a long okay. season. This is MLS, yeah. right? It's start MLS season starting for us, and we've just are starting, you know, from the pit lane. <laughs> F one. Um, it's Kellen Rowe. News fine. Oh, news fine. You think center defensive mid Kellen Rowe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's base. He's a midfielder. He's more yeah. of a box to box, which is perfect in a pivot role. But if he's been playing left back, I think he's got the defensive capabilities to play defensive midfield. Yeah. And, and wow. And he already he has a a, a relationship with Rusnak being that they were veterans of MLS. Right? right. If you and if you which I w- watched all of the Rusnak is landing presented by Delta interviews with him coming when I was doing my video, right, to get some kind of intro outro kind of visuals. Mm-hmm. But there's a clip of base Rusnak walking into the locker room and the most friendly greeting was Kellen Rowe with it's like it's laughter, hey buddy, uh, giving him a hug. Like, okay, so they're gonna be fine if in communication and and they know how each other play because they've seen each other and played against each other for years, mm-hmm. right? They're MLS vets, that's five yeah. six years. Well, Kellen Rowe longer, but so I think that's a more obvious one from a we're gonna be okay. But Obit's earned it because we right. lifted a freaking regional, the Concacaf Champions League Cup. With him on the field yeah. for the majority of the game, Here, and a here's the thing is, yeah, exactly. The, uh, Garth has built a system, and this was the system he set out to build when he took over as GM from Adrian, and he clashed heads with uh, he butted heads with Siggy over this because Siggy's teams, you had a superstar, and if that superstar went down, you were screwed. Season was over. He's built this team so that if someone gets hurt, next man up, ready to go. Maybe he's not going to be the same level of talent overall. 
but they can fill that gap well enough that other players around them can step up. Mm-hmm. So we have this embarrassment of riches it from is. the youth team where we can keep bringing players up. And so it doesn't matter which of those players play. We are good to go. And I'm, I'm you know, it hurts losing JP. MVP finalist last year. Like, obviously he's amazing. But I think we have the talent to plug that gap for the time being, and we can see someone like Russ Mack mm-hmm. start to shine more. Well, to your we point, can see Christian get more goals. And to your point, before we get to the second half of that question, or of the, yeah, the submission, is how many seasons did we say, oh, the injury bug, oh, the injury bug, oh, the hamstrings, right. uh, 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 we got to get new physios, that kind of stuff. It's like, well, I mean, that stuff happens to every team all year. It's just we didn't have the replacements to right. to, and now we to hide it, right? Oh, Brad Evans is down. Okay, well, we have another midfielder that comes in. He's 18, but he's a freaking stud. You know, yeah. he, he just won us a CONCACAF cha- Champions League. It's fine. Brad Evans can go down. Like, Obviously, I'm mixing two universes there, but like I'm saying, it's weak. still, I mean, we have we didn't so have much a we can do. Year old that was that talented to replace Red Evans when his hamstring got pulled for the 18th time. Right. I think there's every player in the field except goalie, and maybe if you count Alex, Alex Roldan, then also goalie. By the way, uh, you say goalie, and it's isn't it? It's keeper. Goalkeeper. Yeah, goalie, but goalie is a hockey term. We've always said go- it's America. It's the same thing. Okay, America. You're fine. It's America. I will never say it again. But it makes <laughs> so, me too. Every time I'm like, oh. All right. So I'm one of those. At every position friends. except keeper. Ooh, thank you. Rubbing uh, my nipples. They, we, cannot, uh, we can have a player injured, and there's a player from another position can slot in. Mm-hmm. And then another back. So if we have to, you know, if a forward gets hurt and we don't have someone that's as talented off the bench we could move Jordan over and then put Leo Chu on the wing. You know, it does everywhere. And and obviously you're not going to put Alex Roldan in if <laughs> if Steph Fry goes down again. You're going to put in Cleveland. But that being said, I just watched highlights from that game today because it was uh, this date today while we're recording. This is the anniversary of the game where Alex Roldan, Our best Roldan keeper stepped into goal and, and saved the day at San Jose. I remember him trying to like put the gloves on. I don't think he struggled too hard, but it was just clearly this is it's been a while since he put keeper gloves on. Just all right, all right. We're let's get let's get to the second question here because we're running out of time. Although again, shout out J underscore SSFC man, awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving us questions. Uh, Second, also, will you see a Chu Bruin Big Sam front three at some point this year? Now, I wonder if he's asking that because we witnessed that majority of I, I believe I mean granted last night yeah we, we that, right? saw that I don't know if it was Chu Brew and Big Sam at the same time because I know Chu came out no he didn't come out because these penalties yeah they, no. so th- they were up three so I wonder um, Big Sam subbed in maybe so I wonder if he's saying it, that it was because Bruin and Freddie to start did we see something we did we see something we liked out of that I think that might be where his question's coming from mm. I mean I liked their play I liked on the wings you saw a lot of crosses and that we just couldn't finish. We were goal dangerous from the side over and over again, which I think is the Sounders' goal um, a lot of the times. It seems like get it into the box, see what happens, and it's going to bounce our way sometimes. Uh, I think Big Sam has still has some growing to do, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't mean height-wise because that dude is tall. Big Sam. Despite the fact I almost ran over him in the parking lot. <laughs> dude. So uh, I was I was like, oh, my gosh, there's Freddie Montero. Oh, Big Sam's right in front. Stop. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. So it, it uh, I, I, I think he has a little more to go before he can get that. I think you're more likely to see, um, you know, someone else on the right side. And I think, I think or, uh, the obvious thing here is this wouldn't be oh, the, a starting 11, uh, best 11. Right. Right. Uh, I think this is more, do we think this is, we're going to see this again? Because we're not going to bench It depends Rui. on where Sam goes. <laughs> Right. No, of course. But where does Sam go, right? He started a game at forward for us and obviously wasn't the answer. And they moved him to wing. But I think that was... And moved Jordan to forward. They flopped the two of them. But I think that was more of a necessity at that point. I think Sam's natural position is forward. Jordan didn't play. No, when the when Sam... The game... Sam's first ever start. Oh, okay. Earlier this year. That yeah. about last night. He started, at, he started at forward. And then he had to swap with Jordan like 15 minutes into the game because he was not it. So, uh, it'll. I think more games with uh, Tacoma Defiance will help, mm-hmm. and he's looked good with Tacoma Defiance so far. So, um, while I'd love to see it, uh, I, let's just have Rui Diaz out there right. the whole time. Our, arguably, that, no, he's our best striker of all time. Love Oba, but didn't score any goals in the playoffs, and yeah, Rui I'm Diaz has scored Oba, all. Put him up, Dempsey. Even though Dempsey was more of like a. He almost played center attacking mid at times. He he played like he's a false nine. Yeah, false nine. nine. Try shitter, try shitter. That works. Take it, take it or leave it. Take it or flush it. (laughs) No, Uh, you leave it. You don't take it. (laughs) Eh, It's a floater. Um, I'm done with poop jokes. Poop dollar. Oh, our pick'em league. I don't have. I didn't even pull that up. Um, Well, we will get updated next time. Make (laughs) sure that you. Uh, click your picks for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone can still win. There's a lot of weeks left. Even if you forgot a few, well, get involved. I do. I do. I do have uh, one thing. I, I forget the. I don't have it pulled up for the the numbers. But I'm on a boat. One of our newest. I think it was three weeks ago they joined. They have had the highest point totals in the last two weeks. So if that doesn't say you can join now to earn a hundred dollars, and this is a free entry, uh, look in the show description. Then I don't know what does. Yeah. It's yeah. basically a crapshoot. Um, just it's MLS, man. So uh, do a little bit of research and just have some fun. It takes three seconds. But yeah, show description. Join the Scuttlebutt Pick'em League. Uh, should we bring it into port? Yeah, I think I think it's time. I'm gonna do a final pour and raise a glass as a cheers, just to say what a damn week. Champions, baby. Champions, baby. Cheers. Webcam. Pink. Boop. Uh, where can they find you, Cameron? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Legal Minded Punk. All one word. How about you, Aaron? Pretty easy. At A A R O N L I N G L E Y on Twitter. All right. Good hanging out with you, buddy. Good seeing you last night, even though it was a crazy fun, weird game. But it's great to be back. Our first game getting to watch together. Yeah. You know, together next yeah. to each other. Yeah, together, definitely next to had each other. beers before, but that was a blast. Yeah. Blast being with all of you guys last week. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of you were at the game. Uh, if you weren't, uh, you were there in spirit, and I love all of you. So, yeah, and, and come out this Sunday when we're playing Minnesota. Uh, we're going to go to Flastic as usual. Mm-hmm. And our friends from uh, Minnesota United, the, the Wonderwall, will be out there at Flastic as well. So we'll have some Minnesota friends along that we can say hello to. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one, everybody. And uh, until next time. Go Sounders. Take it away, James. 
You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders.